when you have this seed of an idea or this passion inside of you for something and you just know that you're meant to do it, you have to keep going. You just can't quit. Okay, so I've got something awesome and free for you. It's a good combination, right? I have created the 2018 Success Kit and I want to give it to you totally free. And here's why, is because I am so committed to making sure that you have all the tools that you need to create the results that you really want in your business. That is why I put together the 2018 Success Kit because, you know, we are at the end of the year. It is the perfect time to start thinking proactively about what you really want to create for yourself and in your business for the year to come. So here's what's in the kit. You have a downloadable guide that is going to walk you through seven different steps that help you get clear on what it is you really want, what it is you already have in front of you, and all of those things that you can possibly think of that you might want to create for the next year. All of those steps in the guide are going to help you get to a place where you can get very deliberate about creating strategy around what you want. Now, when you go and download the 2018 Success Kit, you're also going to get me and my bright, shiny face coming to you for seven days to walk you through every single one of those steps. And each of those emails are going to be accompanied by a video of me walking you through and going a little bit more in depth to each of those steps so you can make sure that you're getting the most out of that guide, okay? All you have to do to get your hands on this is go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 2018 success kit. Antonia St. Dunbar and her four different companies embody what it means to have a profitable business that is driven by purpose and passion. She's the founder of Thinks, a company that creates period panties for women. She also created Icon, same concept, but for women experiencing incontinence. Her most recent companies revolve around solving yet another pain point for most women, painful shoes. Her shoe line, Antonia Saint New York, are heels that feel like you're wearing a sneaker. I'm relaxing just as I'm thinking about that. And lastly, the Brooklyn Shoe Factory was created so she could fulfill the custom orders for her shoe and for the shoes of other companies. Phew, you got all that? So basically, Antonia is serious about starting and growing companies that create products that help women and make a difference in the world. During this inspirational conversation, Antonia and I talk about how she set up her companies to make a difference and solve big world problems, which is why I would consider her a social entrepreneur. We talk about the massive impact leveraging crowdfunding campaigns has been for both Thinks and Antonia St. New York Shoe Company. By the way, her Kickstarter campaign for her shoes raised $1.8 million and had 7,000 backers. Lastly, we discuss three super important best practices that Antonia has that helps her make it all work. By the way, have I mentioned that as of the time of this recording, she has a (laughs) 19-month-old? I am so excited for you to hear from Antonia and get a peek inside of her mind. 
Antonia, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Hello, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to connect with you and your awesome community. This is fantastic. Yay. <laughs> We're trying not to be too cheesy in this because this might be take 500 that we've tried. <laughs> <laughs> but we are rolling. We've had just a few technical difficulties, but we are having super faith that everything's going to be awesome from here on out. So anyway, thank you for being here. And thank you for having me. Well, I want to make sure that I'm setting this up appropriately because you are such a special guest to have because everything that the Biz Women Rock community and movement is all about is that combination of where our passions and our purpose and our profits really live and our ability to have this awesome thing, this awesome vehicle called a business to be able to really shine all that through. And you have done that so brilliantly in a handful of different businesses. So I wanted to give people the kind of how Antonia's mind really works and what some of those experiences have been really like. So would you mind starting with a little bit about what was your history like? I know you grew up in an entrepreneurial family, a designer type of a family that really helped leverage you for some of the experiences that you've had now. Can you give us a little bit of an insight as to what childhood looked like for you? Yeah. So I would definitely lead with the fact that my father would always come up with ideas and then make them in real life. And those examples were all around me as a child. So he ended up being the chief of design at General Motors and he led the teams that were doing all the car logos and he would do car show displays and bring home like real foam models of these displays before they were made in real life. And then even in my kitchen growing up, when General Motors owned the Frigidaire brand, which was 50, 70 years, he had a stove and a refrigerator that he had actually designed himself. And uh, that was part of the line. And he worked on the kitchen of tomorrow and all these amazing projects. So I was always seeing that things did start as ideas and then could become real objects to either improve your life or to make your life more challenging depending they were designed for my father was always form and function. The form of it had to relate to its function and have very good design sensibilities. In fact, every time we would be driving in the car, he would point out like, look at those columns on that building, how they don't make any sense. Or look at how that logo actually, you can read it from here, but that one you can't. And, and truth be told, I was not raised to be an entrepreneur or a designer at all. I was raised, if anything, to be a classical cellist. What? <laughs> yes. That feels a little far away from where you are right now. Totally. And my parents, you know, they got us all three girls in the Suzuki program, which is a graded book progression as you learn more and more songs. I think there's like 12 or 14 books of increasingly difficult songs to know. And it taught a lot of great discipline. It taught getting prepared for competitions. It taught perseverance. It taught how you would maybe suck at something in the beginning, but with dedication and repetition, you could get good at something. So those are all really good skills to end up having as an entrepreneur. But it was really through getting a degree in communications at Northwestern and making the switch for music officially. I did get into Northwestern first for cello, and then I switched to communications. And then I had some time in public relations and advertising, and I just never felt like my purpose was fulfilled. So that is what really kicked off the entrepreneurial bug for me. Like you said in the beginning, passion plus profit plus purpose. It really has to be that beautiful recipe of those three to get me out of bed in the morning. I need to have that fire in my belly to really make a difference in the world. And so I'm so grateful that I have some great companies and products that serve people and make this world a better place. 
So all of that sounds really pretty now, but when was that moment where it all started to coalesce for you when you were finally like, okay, I I think I want to do something. Here's what it might look like. Talk a little bit about that moment when you were sort of knowing like I'm going to do something and what was that? Yeah. You would have to go back to November 2010 when my two co-founders for Thinks had invited me to go to their cousin's wedding in India. My two co-founders are half Indian and half Japanese. And so we were sitting on the banks of the Ganges talking about doing good and doing well, which is something that Bill Clinton has always exposed. And it's true. It's like, how can you do good on this earth, but also do well, also provide in such a way where you're able to provide for your family and your community and just make a difference. And so I shared how admittedly miserable I was in my job. Um, at the time I was working at a recording studio, which was a wonderful place to be. I was playing my cello with pop artists like Carly Simon also, and John Forte of the Fugees, like really getting out there and doing a different kind of music as well. But yet I still just wasn't fulfilled. And one of my co-founders, Mickey, she shared with me an idea that her twin sister Rada had had. These are two of my co-founders, um, and being my co-founders are thinks. And the idea was for a stain resistant underwear, and I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, that's a huge idea and I need that myself. And then she said the other idea, the other part of the idea, which was, have you thought about what girls in the developing world use? And lo and behold, they're really using things during their monthly cycle, like pieces of cloth and pieces of newspaper and pieces of carpet and like just things that you should never use because they didn't have access to the right sanitary equipment for that time of the month. And at this time of the session, November, 2010, Tom's had been active one for one, give back with their shoes. And we were been inspired by that and said, you know what, why don't we provide, why don't we create the solution that women definitely need? We all have problems with, and breaking the taboo, by the way, talking about it, that we have problems with underwear that doesn't perform as we need it to. And then let's have it have a give back where we're actually addressing what's going on in the developing world. So in my journal that night, I wrote down, this is a huge idea. I need to make this happen. And once we got back from India, we started to meet every weekend. I was still working in the recording studio. Fast forward to June of 2000. So I went a whole year focused on creating the product. My father's DNA came alive inside of me. And I took that seed of an idea of a stain resistant underwear. And I said, you know what? It's got to be leak proof too. It has to be absorbent as well. There are technologies that make things antimicrobial moisture wicking. So I want to build that in there too. And so I just led the design of the product. And I also was doing all operations, setting up all trademarks, setting up the website, doing the packaging, getting up our third party logistics center, like things that I'd never even like done before in my life. All of a sudden it was just coming together because I do believe that if someone is hungry enough to do something, then they will execute. And it definitely takes a team. I had the confidence to do it because of my partners and I coming together. And yeah, I just, I made that decision. I just had to, I had to make this happen. So June, 2012, I quit my job and focused on it full time. And then nine months later, we starter that's what February, 2013. And then ever since things has grown and we have a subsidiary product icon that addresses incontinence, but thinks is known all around the world. Now we have customers all around the world. Women are telling each other, telling each other how it works, how much they love it. Many women have like seven pairs for every day of their cycle. It's really, really great to see that it, that the word has spread. And that's what happens when a woman finds a product that works for her. Do we not tell all of our girlfriends? Uh, seriously, <laughs> anything yeah. that helps make our life easier or that solves a problem or that we're just excited about. That's exactly we can't, we tell everyone. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was the fire to make something that was a solution for us in the developed world, but also in the developing world. So we've sent hundreds of thousands of girls back to school with the supplies they need. We first had a partnership with Afropads based in Uganda, where more than 80% of the girls were out of school, um, many of them because of simple things like their menstruation. And we now have a Thinks Foundation to help future generations of young girls become entrepreneurs and learn things like financial literacy and entrepreneurial skills and also educate them about simple things like their monthly cycle that they just are not getting the knowledge about in their own communities. So it's really great. And Icon also has a give back. Icon, we have a give back with the Fistula Foundation, where every time we sell a pair, we're able to donate to that foundation. Fistula is a problem. You guys could look it up. That just should not be a problem in 2017. But it's an issue that happens with childbirth for women getting pregnant much too young. And so we want to help address that as well. Every business that I do create, it really is important to have that profit and purpose. And more companies need to do it. We have to work together to change this world for the better. It can't just be about the bottom line. So I'm sitting here listening to you having goosebumps and like upon goosebumps upon goosebumps because it's just like, this is it. This is a perfect description of why we're in business. And I want to make sure you listening don't feel overwhelmed by, oh my God, I have to set up all this stuff to give back. And I'm just trying to like make my mortgage in the next couple of months, or I'm just trying to like up my game. And I just want to say that you have the ability to create something that has a deep impact and you just take it a step at a time. And this is the beauty of business is that if we step back and just look at product, you have a product, you have a commodity, right? You have a product. It's special design. Of course, there's your special design to it, but it's a commodity. It is underwear. It's super absorbent and it's for period underwear. Like there are other products like that on the market, but what makes you so special and this product so special is the entire story, the entire purpose, the entire like full range of experience that people have with this and for this and because of this. So any product or service that you are doing right now, I would ask you to think a little deeper on like, what is the social aspect that I can make sure to go deeper with? And I really challenge you because I think that we all have this and we're just not quite expressing it as deeply as we want to. Not all of us have really thought that far ahead, you know, in the beginning stages of a business per se on like a give back portion or what is the way that I'm like making a difference in this world past having this product or service or what have you. But it's possible for all of us. And truthfully, when you get real clear about what this is, it helps you stand apart from anyone else in your industry or anyone else doing whatever that commodity actually is. So anyway, I just love this because it's such a beautiful like case study, like all buttoned up there. I want to go back to what you had mentioned. And I just want to make sure that we put a magnifying glass on this. Because you mentioned like this little thing called a Kickstarter campaign and it just kind of got things like kicked off. This is not just a little thing like this actually like really did kick off your entire business because I looked at your Kickstarter. You raised just over $1.85 million or this is for your I'm sorry, I'm even thinking into this is your Antonia St. New York shoe. Oh my goodness, I'm getting ahead of myself. Tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter that you had for Thanks. Yeah, I cannot recommend enough getting exposure on Kickstarter. I've now done it, as you just mentioned, um, for my new shoe company. We just did our Kickstarter here for that launch. I think it was August 2017. It's all blurring together. (laughs) Time blurs as an entrepreneur. But anyways, yeah, back 2013 when we first launched Thinks, it was really incredible to share the product and the idea on a global scale, which those platforms do provide. There's also Indiegogo and a few others 
but I really recommend the communities of Kickstarter Indiegogo before any others. And what you find is that you are able to get product feedback. You're able to understand your target market really well. You start to find who your customers are, even beyond where you ever would have imagined. For instance, with Thinks, we had little seeds that got planted all around the world in some very remote parts of the world, as a matter of fact. And we've seen those seeds grow into thriving markets to this day of people that love the product are obviously telling their communities and it's spreading. So it's just a really great place, really great platform to, to share your idea with the world. And I've seen it again with our shoe company. It's, it's funny with the shoe company, fast forward to 2017. One thing that was different this time was that people are doing a lot more cross promotions. So if there's another really great product that addresses a need for, in our case here, women, Antonia St. New York is the shoe company. We make custom fit and high tech high heels and flats that feel like sneakers on the inside. That's another problem for women is that our shoes hurt us way too much. And so a couple other companies approached us, Hey, would you like to share your information with our people? We'll do vice versa. And that was really helpful in getting the word out and getting more people to know that we existed. So with thinks it was very much more in a closed community in a way in the beginning, because you reach out to your family and friends in the beginning, but this time with the shoe company, it was incredible to see it spread. And, and as fast as it spread with thinks we did a 40, I think it was a 45 day campaign and raised about $60,000. And for the shoe company, Amazingly, it was 40 days and it was $1.8 million from 7,000 people all around the world. So I think that we've hit a nerve <laughs> of a solution that's needed. And also we found the community and the word definitely spread just through all the efforts that we did of getting it out there and, and leveraging the platform. So I really yeah, cannot recommend enough Kickstarter or Indiegogo for beginning an idea. It's so helpful in so many ways. I love that. And if you want to see how to do a Kickstarter, if you want to take a look at it, check out the anatomy of what Antonia has done. I'm going to go ahead and put the link to her Kickstarter for Antonia St. New York, her awesome shoes, which I was drooling over as you were describing. By the way, I acknowledge my shoes according to how many hours I can actually wear them. I have like the one hour shoe, the 10 hour shoe, which are the flip flops. But what I loved about this, by the way, is the continuation of your products, the continuation of what you're providing it still meets that same need, which is like products for women to help like take away the pain that we are having in our life for a lot of reasons. Like there's solutions to things that we already need and we seem to kind of put up with. Right, right. We put up with it, but yet it takes our head out of the game of life. Like there's no reason why a woman should be worried at a meeting that she's staining the white chair she's sitting on. And there's no reason why a woman at a business event in the evening knows that she can only stay there for 20 minutes if there's no seats in the room because her feet are killing her so much. So we already have, I like to say, you can't break a glass ceiling with a glass slipper. And <laughs> we need to keep ourselves in our highest performance state of mind and to make it where we're already worried about other things. Like that's just not going to help us shatter those glass ceilings that we need to. So I really want to provide solutions for women and make it where we can really be more present in our lives. Um, the idea for Antonia St. New York came actually while I was walking to the far west side of the city to our Thinks headquarters that we still have to this day, the same space in the same building. And 
I was like, there's no good train or bus to get this extra 20 minutes and I would have to walk. And only after time do they put in a city bike anyway. So I was down to one pair of shoes that was comfortable and cute enough to get me through day and night if I had to go out. And if I did want to have any other kind of shoes, then I'd have like two pairs of shoes with me, one to walk in, one to be at work and one to go out at night. And so it was just ridiculous. So I knew there had to be a better way. And that's when I started to focus on creating this in my spare time. And then I ultimately ended up focusing on it my full time after I became a mom. Um, while I was pregnant, actually, is when I started to bring it to life. And my daughter now is 19 months. Oh, my gosh. My <laughs> little my little one just it's turned all a two. Juggle. All a big juggle, <laughs> as every mompreneur knows. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Like, I get asked the question about like, oh, how do you balance? You know, how do you balance your time management and your work-life balance? I'm like, balance is a giant myth. It doesn't exist. It's just a constant like, where are we putting our attention? And where are we putting our attention now? And then where are we putting our attention now? <laughs> okay. So let's talk. Let's talk about this in reality. You've got thinks. You've got Icon, you've got Antonia St. New York, your shoe company, you've got Brooklyn Shoe Factory, which is the housing actual factory that does the custom fit orders, not only for Antonia St. New York shoes, but also for some other shoes that are that need that custom fit. And you have a 19 month old. Let's talk real about how you manage your time. I would love to know about some habits you have. I would love to know about how you show up optimally for all of these things that are super important for you. So two key things there are definitely having the right teams and then also having what I call a daily practice to really ground and center yourself and get ready for the day. And actually organization, you know, mapping out your week too is also important to me. But when it comes to teams, for instance, so things I was full-time with for many, many years and I ended up going off to become a mom and focused on the shoe company and thinks now commands probably just a few percentage points of my time. I'm active with the board. I'm still one of the largest shareholders, but I'm not day to day. We have an excellent CEO there now. We have a team of 35 people and growing and the team of icon also is another awesome team of people. So those are up and running thriving businesses Definitely. It was a lot of late nights and hair pulling and stressful moments to get it to that place. But thankfully the teams are thriving. The companies are thriving. So those are good operational businesses that don't require day to day. As far as the Brooklyn shoe factory, I launched that with a couple shoemaker slash designers. One of them is also an industrial designer who helped bring my early prototypes of the insert technology and the upper cushion support system of our shoes for the Antonio St. New York shoe company to life. And we started that factory, as you mentioned, to be a home for our custom fit orders and also a place for manufacturing jobs to grow in America. I really would love to create more jobs here in America and also bring manufacturing back here to America. We've lost so much of that over the last hundred years. So the team there, um, they're, they're Rebecca and Keiko, my two shoemaker designers, they're leading that and they're there every day and really making that happen. Then we have teams of shoemakers as well that work under them. So thankfully that's still, you know, sustaining as well. And then here at Antonio St. New York shoe company, we've got a team of eight of us now. And my co-founders actually, he was our first CFO at thinks and our first angel investor. He also happens to be my husband. That works out quite well. <laughs> that does work out. Although let me tell you, it gets a little crazy. Girl, I used to work with my husband. I totally understand that one. <laughs> yeah. But he definitely balances out my creative side 
with the real, like down to business numbers and needing to act on timelines and get to launch. And uh, so he's really, really great for that. And then I've got a great team of people that work on design and websites and all that stuff. So it's definitely not a one woman operation. It never is. And that's the thing that kills me about when you do see these companies that sometimes they get a figurehead, like a Steve Jobs character, or even it even happened that thinks a bit where it was identified just with one co-founder when really it was definitely a team, always a team. And it's always a team that makes these things happen. Um, Steve Jobs has Steve Wozniak, you know, the other Steve and so many other people. So team is definitely important. The other team member that I really don't think that many people address enough or share enough info about when you have children. And I wish more celebrities, more business women out there in the world, like Sheryl Sandberg and Marissa Mayer, like all of these women is talking about their caregivers. Like I do not have family nearby and I am blessed to be able to have found somebody. Um, my friend, Elisa owns an agency called innovative youth care, and she places caregivers in families to help, you know, with the raising of the child. So the only way Katie, that I'm able to talk to you on the phone right now <laughs> because I know that my beautiful, precious child is being taken care of by Lily and she's become Titi Lily. She's a very special auntie in our home. And you know, that's how it works. It's not just like the child exists and then you're able to juggle it all. No, you need to have care for your child at all times. Otherwise you can't even write an email like these, you know, child wants your attention when you're home, that attention needs to be the child. So team is so important. And then when you have a daily practice, I feel like that's what helps cement your foundation for the day. And for me, I got trained in Kundalini yoga back in 2008. I actually got certified to teach and I haven't taught in uh, since 2000, I think it was 12 when I focus on things a lot, uh, full time. And I just still do a daily meditation from that practice. I rotate them every few months or so, but pretty much every single day I wake up and I do it. And it's not the longest practice. It's like 20 minutes max. But it really, really helps. It tunes me into kind of like the, the cosmic creative bank account where the ideas come and the energy comes and the words come and everything comes that needs to come. And that I cannot recommend enough, especially living in these times on this planet. It is crazy out there. So I just can't recommend enough finding a practice, a daily practice, whether it's a gratitude practice, going through your list of all the things you're grateful for, going through your list of all the things that are going well in your life, just to set your like inner vibration in the right way. It's so, so do I, much do I recommend that. And then the last thing is, yeah, organizing your calendar. Every Sunday night, I really like to look at the week ahead, see what goals I need to accomplish, the people I'm going to meet, the things that are, the milestones I need to achieve at work. And it just, it helps a lot. If I miss that Sunday, I'm much more disorganized. And then I end up making time for things that aren't a priority and then I get totally out of line. So yeah, those are all three really good things to do for sure. Love that. And that's so true because I think it keeps those priorities top of mind because we're always going to have the to-do list of 800 things. So it's up to you to figure out which are those few things that are going to move you forward the most towards where you want to go. And if you're not discerning on which those are, then your her natural tendency is to sort of default on the ones that are easy and can get taken off the list super simple. And those typically are not the ones that you really need to be working on. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're the procrastination ones. They're like, oh, these will be fun to do. Yes. <laughs> 
So you're in this space now, you're juggling all of this stuff, but everything is purposeful. Everything's intentional. Where's this next kind of vision for you? Like, where are you right now and what you have going on? What things are coming around the bend? What is really important for you to focus on right now? Like, give us a snapshot of like where your mind is right now as it relates to your business, your family, all of that stuff. I mean, in regards to my business right now, we are deep into pre-production and then it's going to be production. So we have a very complex product in many ways because we have built into the shoe, this system called a soft surround system to cushion the top of the foot and the bottom of the foot and all around the foot. So it's literally feels like you are walking in a sneaker, except you are wearing a high heel or a flat. So it's sleekly made on the outside and that's created definitely a very good communication and sort of re-education with our production partners to make them innovate on the ways that they normally would do things in the past. So when you're breaking a mold for something, you really have to, you know, break the mold. You've got to do things differently. You have to innovate. And so people that have been in the realm of shoe production for years, that's been a challenge to do, but we're in a very good place. Now we are just about ready to produce and we have a very complex set of sizing too. So we're addressing people's measurements. We actually have a smartphone app that we've created that we're going to be launching in the next two weeks. And we take scans of the foot. We have people fill out a fit profile so we can account for any special things that are related to your feet. People don't really talk about their feet, but they're so unique to each individual. And what's crazy also is that 60% of us even have two different sized feet. So for instance, I'm an eight in my left and a seven and a half in my right. And I always am buying shoes typically that are too small and 88% of women buy shoes that are too small. So you know, fit is such a problem. And so that's where we spend a lot of time focused on getting the fit right. And we're offering three widths and on top of, you know, so it's 57 sizes per shoe. So it's very complex. This is like what keeps you up at night. Like how to <laughs> This matrix sure. of sizes and needs yes, and all that stuff. <laughs> exactly. So we're collecting lots of great data and we're going to know our markets really well. And so we're focused on doing that well. We're focused on educating people about buying products that will endure over time. Like for instance, our heel tips, they last five times as long. I've worn $700 shoes and the heel tip will wear down on the first or the second use, just like the metal post. And then I'll be click clacking on the road. And I'm like, this is crazy that our shoes are made this way. But shoe manufacturing has really gotten away with a lot of cutting corners. And I don't, I want to educate people on how we deserve better and we don't need to be faced with stuff like that. So those are the kind of things I'm focused on. Focus on creating a good company that people connect with. We'll have their measurements for life. We want to grow with them. We want to provide solutions for them for the whole life. So that's what I'm focused on there. And then as far as family, I'd love to have a second and a third, maybe yeah. <laughs> child that is, you know, uh -huh. um, little baby, baby sister, baby brother. So we'll see, but it's tough. I'm one of those moms that will definitely always prioritize my child. And so I actually still participate fully in being with her. And I leave work at four 30 and I get home and I work at night after I put her to bed. And, you know, so it's like, it's really a balance and I don't know how I'm going to necessarily juggle the second, but I know that as Victoria, my firstborn, she gets older, she'll be doing more and she'll be occupied more. And so, you know, we'll be able to have room for another one to come in and 
but yeah, there's big plans. <laughs> I love, love that. If I had to come up with a tagline for you, it would be, we deserve better. Like that's the banner yeah. that I see you carrying. We deserve better. And you provide the solutions and the products for how we can up-level how we're treating ourselves. I love that. So I want to conclude by asking you if you could give advice to any one of the fabulous ladies who is listening, who's building her business, she's in it, and she can continues to show up because she wants more. She either wants more revenue, she wants more freedom, she wants more joy in her business, she wants more impact. She actually wants it all. She just wants more. What advice would you give her in relation to this whole conversation about where you've been, what you've learned along the way? What advice would you give her on how she can go a little deeper? Well, two things come to mind. One is really working on that muscle of resiliency And sometimes in entrepreneurship, you will come across dead ends or challenges that seem insurmountable and issues that really like come out of nowhere sometimes that are so massive. You're like, how can I continue? And you just have to figure out like how to not freak out and just keep going. When you have this seed of an idea or this passion inside of you for something, and you just know that you're meant to do it, you have to keep going. You just can't quit. And there were times I remember with Finks, there was a moment when we had $10,000 in the bank account. And if we didn't land this one strategic investor, we were not going to make payroll. That was going to be it for the company. And like some of those moments where you're like, Oh my God, is this meant to happen? But always along the way with Finks, with the shoe company, I've found, I've paid attention to little synchronicities that happen. Little things that I'm meeting the right person at the right time. I'm finding the right source at the right time. Like just certain things would just, I felt like I was on a little bit of a yellow brick road where I was like, just keep going. It feels right. This is, this is too meant to be. And so if you can pay attention to those little synchronicities, you pay attention to the voice within you and develop that muscle of resiliency, your chances of success are far beyond anything you could even imagine. So I recommend just keep going. Don't give up. (laughs) Love that. So true. So brilliant and nice and combined with that willingness to be in touch with yourself. And that brings us back to how important that daily practice is to get quiet with yourself and really keep in touch with your deeper self of what that intuition is telling you and, and listening to that and seeing everything around you. I just, that is exactly it. So Antonia, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and your wisdom. I have said this over and over again, but it is just such an embodiment. What you are doing and what you have created and who you are is such the embodiment of really living a business that is full of purpose, that is absolutely full of profits, that is absolutely full of meaningfulness and purpose. And so I just really thank you so much for being able to showcase that for everyone. Thank you so much, Katie. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be here. I'm so grateful. I look forward to talking again. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine, go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.